0: God's Olympic trials, how and why he tests us. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. I don't know if my experience is typical of other people's experience, but I find that as I grow older, I spend more and more time remembering my past and reflecting on it. This can be an exercise in nostalgia, in regret, or even in rejoicing. But it seems to me that the older we get, the more we reminisce, and also the more we have to reminisce about. Remembering is a big theme in the Bible. It is supposed to be a way we learn the lessons of life both good and bad. In today's parasha, remembering crops up five times, and four times we are told to not forget. And when the Bible speaks of remembering, it means that we should soberly reflect on something in order to learn or retain some lessons from the experience. Today, we are going to examine together how Moshe urged our people to soberly reflect on how God tested them in the wilderness. What lessons were they supposed to learn? And how does this apply to our lives today? So we begin with Deuteronomy chapter eight. All the mitzvot I am giving you today, you ought to take care to obey so that you will live, increase your numbers, enter and take possession of the land Adonai swore to your ancestors. You ought to remember everything of the way in which Adonai led you these 40 years in the desert, humbling and testing you in order to know what was in your heart, whether you would obey his mitzvot or not. He humbled you, allowing you to become hungry, and then fed you with man, which neither you nor your ancestors had ever known, to make you understand that a person does not live on food alone, but on everything that comes from the mouth of Adonai. The text goes on to say, during these 40 years, the clothing you were wearing didn't grow old. Your feet didn't swell up. Think deeply about it, Adonai was disciplining you just as a man disciplines his child. So obey the mitzvot of Adonai, your God, living as he directs, and fearing him. God tests us in order to humble us. He purposefully allows us to experience situations that bring us to the end of ourselves, He wants us to learn that we are not self-sufficient. The illusion of self-sufficiency is part of what the Bible terms our sin problem. All the way back in the garden, our first ancestors thought they could be like gods, discerning good and evil without any help from the Holy One. Prideful self-sufficiency. God let Israel hunger and thirst in the wilderness in order to show them that they could not get through life's journey alive by just depending upon themselves. The same will be true for us. In our life, as in theirs, God wants to expose the pride of our self-reliance, and he wants to highlight the magnitude of his ability to provide for us We are not meant to live self-reliant lives. We are meant to live God-reliant, supernatural lives. Not only was God humbling them, he was testing them. And he tests us too. The testing is what a coach does with an Olympic athlete. He puts the athlete through ordeals to help them discover and then to extend their limits. That's what God does with us too. The purpose is for us to be further developed as effective people and servants of God in the world. Moshe compares this to a father disciplining his children. It is for the purpose of developing their character. So let's look at four ways that God tests us to show us what is in our hearts and to determine and extend our limitations. This is my mentor, Bobby Clinton, who taught us that these ways of testing can be found in the Bible. But we also encounter them in our own lives, not just in the Bible, but in our lives. Here they are. There are four of them. Four ways God tests and seeks to move us forward in life. In an integrity test, God evaluates the intent of our hearts. In such testing, a situation will come up that tempts us to compromise our inner convictions. When we fail such a test, we will go through a time of spiritual stagnancy and recovery. Passing such a test assures our progress and momentum in our life as God's servants. Think of Joseph, who refused the enticements of Potiphar's wife. Because he was so faithful to what he believed, God advanced him until he became the second in command in all of Egypt. But if he had failed, he might have ended up like King Saul, who failed his integrity test, and ended up a complete wreck. In an obedience test, God seeks to assess our response to reveal truth. There may be something in Scripture that strikes us, but what do we do about what we have discovered? Do we let it pass, or do we implement action of some kind that reflects the truth that we have discovered? Here, I think of Daniel who in chapter nine discovered in the prophecies of Jeremiah that uh, Israel was to be in captivity for 70 years. He realized those 70 years were about up. So he devoted himself to weeks of fasting, confession and prayer in order to help to expedite God's purposes for Israel. He passed his obedient test. He obeyed what he discovered in scripture. Do I? Do you? In a word test, God assesses our ability to receive and understand some sort of specific guidance from God and our capacity to work it out in our lives in a way that deepens our commitment and impact as his servants. There will come times in our lives When God reveals things to us, when we know, because we know, because we know, a word test examines what we do with such flashes of holy insight. At pivotal times in our lives, and there may be only a few of them, we will feel led to seek God earnestly because we sense he is up to something or calling us to something and we need clarity on it so we seek God earnestly, and then some avenue of action takes shape in our hearts and in our minds. What do we do with that? Do we ignore it, or do we obediently explore it? This process of seeking a word from God, a guidance of some sort, clarity, and then following through is a word test. Gideon, Gideon sought a word from God and then asked that it be confirmed. You know, the fleece, remember? God did confirm it. He did that for him. And then Gideon had to part with his community's idolatry and lead a small band of citizens in a battle against incredible odds, fighting the Midianites who had dominated them. He got the word from God, who even confirmed it. And as a result, he led Israel in victory against all odds. Finally, there's the faith test. A faith test is a challenge to pursue what one perceives to be a God-given course of action. A challenge to pursue what one perceives to be a God-given course of action. We know we are being called to step out in faith, to walk by faith and not by sight. These situations may be few in our lives, but for many of us, they will come. These are times when we are being called to believe God for something that's really beyond us. When we sense the call, which comes with a kind of gentle insistence, what do we do? If we then act in faith, we experience the faithfulness of God in a way that drives our faith roots deeper, maturing our vision of God and our confidence in him. Doing so will be a confidence builder for later trusting God for bigger issues. We find this with Abraham leaving Ur to go to a land that God would show him. We also see this in Abraham believing God uh, uh, for a a countless multitude of descendants when he is starting out as an old man (laughs) with no children at all. So, what does this mean for us? Just this God has not called us to be couch potatoes, He has not called us to be His fans. He's not called us to become experts or his publicity agents. He has called us to be his children and he wants us to mature and become disciplined. And he has called us to be his servants. Are we available for God to lead us on in our service to him? If so, then may he find us curious and attentive to the ways he tests our readiness and capacity to follow him in integrity tests obedience tests word tests and faith tests this all reminds me of a scripture in the book of hebrews and here it is my child do not regard lightly the discipline of the lord or lose heart when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves and chastises every child whom he accepts. Endure trials, tests, for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as children. For what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we had human parents to discipline us and we respected them. Should we not be even more willing to be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good in order that we may share his holiness. Don't be afraid of God's tests it shows that he's engaged with you, he's your coach, he's your father, he wants to develop in you a kind of Olympic faith, so look for it, recognize it, and cooperate. And henceforth, O living God, on the basis of what we learned today, may the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts, and the actions of our hands be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen.